Hello, this is Bill Summers. Hi, this is Mike Clark. Hi, this is Ingrid Lucia. Yeah, you're right. This is Dr. John. I'm Mulgrew Miller. This is Idris Mohammed. This is Bobby Bush. Hi, this is Harry Shearer. You're joining me and so many other discerning listeners. You are listening to the WWOZ Interview Podcast. It's five after five here at WWOZ. We've got Dave Stryker in the house. He's going to be over at Snug Harbor, as I said, at 8 and 10 o'clock at 626 Ranchman Street. Dave, who's going to be playing with you tonight? Uh, I have the cream of the crop from New Orleans. i got Mike Polaire on piano, James Singleton on bass, and young drummer named Paul Thibodeau on drums. He's terrific. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you're going to be going over for a rehearsal a little bit, right? Yeah, it's, it's rehearsal slash sound check. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can be playing tunes off your new album. I will be, yes. Tell us about the album. It's entitled 8-Track, and you can get it on at any of the stores now, at, like Amazon and all of that, and over at Louisiana Music Factory for sure. If it isn't there, it's on its way. Right. So tell us about it and what, what inspired it, because it's an usual name, 8-Track. Well, 8-Track, it's, it's going back to the 70s, and uh, I, when I play gigs, I used to always throw in a tune uh, like pop tuner you know from the 70s and because that's how when i was growing up the older cats would always do the same thing you know they'd play standards but they'd always throw in a pop tune of the day like feel like megan love or or never can't say goodbye or call me you know one of those tunes you would hear on the radio and as a way of bringing people into the music because they hear melody they recognize and and uh that brings them into your sphere as you as it is so I continued to do that on my gigs, you know, I would play it uh, like a tune, a pop type tune, and I would make a joke and say, this is from my next recording, Dave Stryker plays the hits of the 8-track, and everybody would laugh, and uh, then people started coming up and saying, hey man, when's that record coming out, because I want to buy that. <laughs> so it seemed, hey, you know, I had struck a nerve there with the, with the idea of uh, those 70s, some of those great melodies from the 70s, and I said, let me do this, and... So that's uh, that was the genesis of the of uh, the idea. Well, we're going to be playing a couple of them. First, let's talk about "I'll Be Around." Why'd you pick that one? That's your that's your lead song on the album. I had a uh, a lot of tunes I had to pick from, and I I had to whittle down my list. So I had to find s- tunes that I felt you know I could uh, still play the way I like to play. You know, swinging and uh, and that would work in that context and so uh it was a challenge to say the least you know some of these tunes but uh, luckily a lot of these have you know nice harmonies and melodies and and this is just one of my favorite tunes from the spinners you know and i said what could i do with this one because i've I've, you know a lot of these i've been trying to thinking about them for a while like what could i do to this to 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 you know change it up uh and i said let me put a shuffle on it like i used to play when i was with mcduff and stanley turrentine so that's how we came up with this one We've been talking a little bit off the air about Turrentine. What was it like playing with him? Well, it was a great experience. Um, you know, I was—I feel very fortunate to have uh, been in on the tail end of getting to play with some of these uh, masters of the music like Jack McDuff and Stanley Turrentine and, you know, guys like Freddie Hubbard and all these guys I got to share the bandstand with. Uh, it was it was a great, exp- you know, it was amazing. Um you're talking about a, st- a guy like Stanley Turrentine. You can tell who's playing in two notes, you know. Uh, and that's what all musicians strive for is to have their own sound. So that, hopefully some of that rubbed off on me, you know, from playing all those gigs together. 
You're originally from Omaha. Correct. For those of you tuning in, by the way, we are talking to Dave Stryker, who's going to be over at uh, Snug Harbor tonight, and we're talking a little about his eight is that new album eight track that you can get uh we'll be playing a tune off of that in just a moment but i wanted to get back to what I, we were just just getting into and um and 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 where did you get your voice from that question too i wanted you to go there because you just mentioned how people get their voice and be able to say who they are so that turrentine plays two notes and you hear his voice right well I believe that you know that you, your life experience really does come out in your playing. So it's you know it, it takes a long time, and I feel coming up in the Midwest, I started out you know with rock music, but then I got into blues, and uh, the, the Chicago blues guys, you know Albert King and and uh, Freddie King, BB King, and and uh, you know those that kind of sound, and a lot of the guys played soulfully, you know, in the Midwest, you know that I looked up to so that was always a part of my playing and then you know getting the experience of playing with guys like uh, mcduff and turrentine who had such a soulful presence in their playing and such a you know a, a, you know a blues bass uh that if you have that in your playing then you can stretch out and and go anywhere you want you know if you have that foundation so i guess i you know it's hard for me to describe my voice except just by playing but I feel like it's definitely coming uh, with the blues foundation, but then stretching it out with all the jazz that I played. Over half our listeners are from outside the New Orleans area. A lot of them are in the Midwest, and a lot of them are in Europe and in Asia. And if you're listening to this gentleman, he's telling you, find your voice, but find it in a way where you can be yourself, right? Exactly. Okay. Let's listen to this first tune for off the album, then... We'll talk a little bit more about some of the uh, other songs on the album and also um, where he's going with his music. Because, believe me, he has a phenomenal uh, list of tunes that he has composed over the years as well as albums he's presented for our enjoyment. It's 516 here in the Crescent City. You are listening to WWOZ, your jazz and heritage station. We're sitting here with Dave Stryker. We're sitting here with Dave Stryker, um, and we're talking about music, and I wish you guys could be flies on the wall listening to what he has to say. Um, He's going to be over at Snug Harbor at 8 and 10 o'clock tonight at 626 Frenchman Street with Mike Polera, uh, James Singleton, and Paul Thibodeau. Uh, Paul Thibodeau on the drums. And you cats want to hear some off the hinge, remarkable uh, jazz that's fun as well. I mean, I think this, I think this guy has to have fun when he does a performance to to really enjoy himself. Well, you got to have fun, man. <laughs> what's it what's it about? Well, you're also an educator, you know, you teach uh, you, you just inform me where you teach at Montclair in New Jersey. Yeah. And you also teach where else? I'm at Indiana University now, too. And and you just finished helping out the kids over at NOCA by doing a uh, a meeting with some of the guitar players over there. Yeah, we did a clinic for the for the music students. Yeah. At, Teaching's a remarkable thing. What do you get out of it that helps you with your music? 
That's a good question. Uh, I think I think what uh, you always seem to learn when you have to try to codify your thoughts and put them into a organized, uh, you know, try to explain what you're doing to somebody. You got to think about it harder. But uh, also, I know that when I was coming up, I always think of the guys that that helped me out and. Uh, you know, Bobby Thompson and, and uh, John Maller and Billy Rogers, guys from Omaha, Nebraska, that saw that I had some potential. So they kind of took me under their wing and showed me, uh, you know, gave gave me some help. So I feel like that's part of the the history of this music is helping and bringing the next cats along. So whether I'm doing it in a in a one-on-one lesson or if I'm teaching at a, at a university or uh, – any way I can, I, I it gives me nice uh, a nice feeling to do that because I know that I was given those same uh, chances. When you're working with a student, and say a student comes up to you, I love to ask this question, and I've been fortunate to talk to you know uh, artists from New York to Chicago um, and uh, Tootie Heath, and ask them the same question. If you're looking at it, listening to a great jazz performance a great jazz tune being played um what would be something you might expect to find in it that you would usually find in a great jazz tune well i think at least for me all the the great jazz that i enjoy has its roots in the blues and swing so you have uh, a foundation there like i was talking about before of uh even the guys that play more out there and, and and are stretching it. You take for instance when Coltrane or, or Sonny Rollins would would stretch it out. The reason it was so amazing, and Ornette Coleman as well, is that they started out and had a blues uh, in their foundation. You know, Ornette Coleman, you know, was from Fort Worth, Texas. So, and he had played those kind of gigs. So when he went to go to the outer reaches of you know where he went, there was there was a foundation, and I think. When some if you sometimes if you hear some of the free music and they don't have that you can tell right away, and also you know the just the swing thing and that goes to the to feeling it here in your heart you know the your uh, your feel your time feel and uh, it's hard to teach that it's something you have to feel you know to, to, when you play remember Jack McDuff used to tell me if you look out in the audience and the people aren't bopping their heads you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, in other words, you got to put it in the pocket. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. We're going to be playing Aquarius. Tell, tell us why you chose Aquarius. Well, we talked a little bit before about, you know, when I was trying to f- think of all these tunes and how to different treatments, and I I realized, you know, man, i got to have some uh, an up-tempo burner on this record. Where am I going to find an up-tempo burner in the 70s pop tunes? And I started thinking about it, and I said, I always like this tune from Hair, you know, Aquarius. Uh, and I said, you know, and it had a, it's, it's in a minor, kind of a minor vibe. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take this and, and put a Coltrane modal, you know, vaunts on it and see what happens. And that's how I came up with this one. Okay. We've been talking to Dave Stryker here at WWOZ's going to be over at Snug Harbor again. This is the last time I'm going to tell you, cats. But I would strongly recommend, given his notoriety, well, his fame, not his notoriety, his fame. <laughs> notoriety, <laughs> too. Notoriety, too. Um, given his fame, that uh, 
you give a call over to Snug and make reservations because it's a very small venue and there are limited seats uh, in that venue. And uh, Dave doesn't come to town. You, your wife's originally from New Orleans, you mentioned. Yes, Tanya Thomasy. She's Do a all, shout out. Do a shout out. I just did. <laughs> and all her family, too. They'll be there, too. So, yeah, we get down, we get down to see the family as much as possible, at least hopefully once a year. Okay, thank you for stopping by. We send you back to Snug with all our love. Thanks for listening to our WWOZ podcast, bringing the voices of New Orleans to the world.